0: I'm gonna complain about a question that I got. <laughs> oh, you hey, are everybody! <laughs> already, I'm, we're live. I'm already um, starting with the complaints. Come on, <laughs>
1: my guest has not yet joined us. Uh, hopefully, she'll be um, coming on soon. Um, if not, you know, then you're gonna be stuck with me and Mama D for a while. So, you yeah. know, no, no worries, no worries. Yeah, at because
0: all. I have a lot to complain about this week. So, well, it's either your guest yeah, shows up, or everybody hears me whining. What happened? Okay. What, happened? Oh, okay. <laughs> what happened? Okay. You know how I I upload everything to, to YouTube you to so, those, it's those of you. Two, uh, three, two,
2: we'll one. wait for the
0: music. I'll sing to it.
1: Good evening everybody. I am Gina B. She's Mama D. <laughs> We're the we are still waiting. For our guest Anne Marie Hoff to be joining us, um, I sent her the link. We we did hook up yesterday on here, so we did a test, so I know she knows how to get into StreamYard. So that is not the issue. I'm not sure what the issue is. I hope she is okay. Could be time um,
0: difference could, issues.
1: Yeah, it could. Yeah, definitely could be time difference. Um, hi Jess. Hi Dave. Uh, welcome everybody. So in the meantime, hey, on here, so we did a test, so. I- Sorry. Uh, oh, no, I'm no, like now what?
0: <laughs> <laughs> now yeah. we're live. See, Facebook proves we're live. I forgot to turn the sound down. Okay, oh. my complaint. Everybody knows this gets this show gets uploaded to the to the YouTube channel, which is really awesome. We've got a couple of followers there. If anybody's not following us, get over there. Uh dang, I mean, if I can't remember the name of the, the YouTube channel right now. But there was a video that I put up, I can't remember which one. And somebody in the comment section, not like our comments now. Hey, Doris, um, said, "Are you paying attention to? Are you paying attention, or are you just waving at everybody?" And I went, "Both. I pay attention, <laughs> but I have to wave at people when they come in because I'm not going to talk and interrupt you. So if you see me going like this, the n- newest person who popped into the chat room is generally it. And nice. if you see me like this, it's because I'm working on my phone trying to say hi to you people. And so for that." Gentlemen, you can follow us. And I have no issues with it because you know me. I don't take things too seriously. That's just well, the way I am. But as I said, we're not professionals. Well, I'm a professional pain in the ass. Ooh, sorry, said that.
1: She did. She said
0: that. I am Live. a fr- On the air. <laughs> it Live. cannot be denied now. It's an audio. She it's said it. Night, print. It's an audio print. I didn't but it's say true. It. I'm I'm proud of it. I'm proud of I, it because see, if I wasn't, then <laughs> <laughs>
1: there, there would be no way, no way. If you were like you know this sweet little angel,
0: you know, I'd be like,
1: yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that's why you're on I, the show. I
0: can I can be sweet. Oh. I think our guest just showed up. Um, I can be sweet, but I can also be a pain. <laughs> Uh, oh my goodness! Hey, Marie.
1: Hi, Marie. Thanks for joining us. We're already live, so we were just kind of, you know, shooting the breeze for a little bit. We were. I was lodging a, a
0: complaint. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you, you didn't even really get to your complaint yet. We. The complaint
0: was that he said I wasn't paying attention well, to the to the so Nails. <laughs> oh, those! I oh. had to take my nails off today. People, look at this, Mama D with no nails. That's really weird. They look good. Thank they you very much. Fun. But normally there's longer and they're awesome. painted and they have butterflies on them because, as you can see, <laughs> mom, I work with butterflies, mom. so they're everywhere.
1: Oh, mom, you can't see. I put, I have up above my picture. If I was on my other computer, I could show you. There's a picture of a fox behind me. They have butterflies all over it, and it's <laughs> on the very top of my bookshelf, which you can't see with this computer
0: that I'm Is using. Somebody taking a picture of it, sending it to me, Bob. I
3: I I do a series of butterfly monarch paintings.
0: (gasps) Ooh, I need to see those.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Yes, she's an artist. You know what? So that's what we're going to do. So welcome Anne-Marie. Thanks for joining us. Okay, you've done?
0: You've had um, your a moment in the sun. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, that looks like Ember, but fatter. Samson. Oh, so pretty. Samson, you are cuter than cute. Okay, okay for those people who are don't have any idea what we're talking about because you're just listening to this in audio my dog onyx just popped up on stage and now we have samson a giant orange furball, which I'd love to get oh, my hands so on
1: I know oh, <laughs> oh my god, god. Oh, oh my goodness
0: Oh, Emery, my- after the show I'll send you a picture of my cat he's a okay. little bit less fluffy but it's he's a crum- he's a crunk- he's a cranky old ginger he's a boy so hm. Mm. <laughs>
1: weeks ago you
0: fine. Okay, oh. let me, before I go and, and go off on a tirade, <laughs> let me read your bio. Okay. Okay. Anne Hoff comes from a working farm in northwestern Illinois, where she raised hogs, calves, and plenty of cats and a dog or two. When she was eight, she took her money, excuse me, she, was, she made from feeding crippled pigs and bought a horse. Since then, she has always had horses. As a child she had numerous upper respiratory and sinus infection, infections missing more days at school than attending class because of the illnesses and lived with the threat of death always present was isolated socially from friends and animals always played an important socially isolated from friends and animals always played an important part of her life raised presbyterian she saw god in nature and outgrew her illness as a teenager only to struggle with upper back pain in her 20s a survivor of holy cow nine car accidents and a fall and a horse fall that broke her scapula hopefully i'm mm-hmm. saying that right she comes from, she comes by her pain honestly hello yes being in the pharmaceutical industry she went through numerous doctors treatments with pain with drugs this worked fairly well for many years through the pain, though the pain level was steadily increasing. Then one day, she put, was put on a combination of drugs, which caused her to pass out while driving. That was a wake-up call. It became obvious. <laughs> it became obvious that drugs were a band-aid, not a cure. Searching for a permanent change in her pain status, she became open to any and all methods of pain relief. This brought her to a workshop by Doreen Virtue on mediumship. Even though she had never done it before, Anne was one of the best intuitive mediums there. Six months later, she started hearing and working with spirit guides. Today, Anne takes minimal medication and controls her pain with spiritual housekeeping. I like that phrase. And carnal sacral massage. Ooh, sounds good. Anne enjoys movies and is a very serious reader and loves to dance. She has... Two cats, two dogs, and three horses, which she lives with her now. Hopefully, the horses don't want to come on camera. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I would allow it.
0: <laughs> I know. But can what you kind of horses? I have paints. Oh, very Ooh, nice. Pretty.
1: Aw. I had a little Arabian once. Well, oh, She was so small. little Shalimar. Oh, my love. I played with her like a dog. She yeah. played ball, and, and, you know, she'd kick the ball around, which Hide and seek, she'd hide behind a barrel, you know. What I mean, she was a <laughs> dog, honest to god, she was so cute. The only bad thing she did was she loved to chew wood. Oh, chew wood. Ugh. so I just have to scold her for that. But we used to go walk, I would go get her in the morning and we'd go for a walk down by railroad tracks by the power lines by the um uh the reservoir in Wachusett Reservoir in, in West Boylston. And every morning that we went for the walk, there was a little fox sitting there. Mm. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, my little yeah. fox has been with me forever, forever, and shall never was ever even affected by the, uh, the fox being there at all, either. Um, but anyway, again, welcome, Anne-Marie. I'm so glad that you're with us, and uh, we chatted a little bit yesterday, and oh, my God, we touched on so many subjects in about 10 minutes. <laughs> we talked. It was ridiculous. It's always
0: fun the way that works.
1: I know. So I, I'm sure, you know, even even if we didn't have like kind of questions written out for you, we would have no issues asking you all kinds of stuff. But I will. We're going to start formally and then we're going to see where everything goes. And for all you people watching, we are we are. Let me get to my banners, because um, if you have a question for her all right that's the call number right there and then we'll kind of go back and forth we'll put between the call-in number and her website which is really easy because it's just um, what Ian Hoff.com. Um so very very simple um, but you, now you say pets have a spiritual purpose that is unique to them and their owner
3: can you tell us more about that when I started talking to people's pets they always have a sole purpose for that person. And usually it's something simple but profound, like they came to make you laugh. I had a woman that the dog was really making her angry because he was peeing on stuff. And she said to me, what possible reason could this dog have to be in my life? And the angels replied, to make you feel your anger. Because <laughs> she never felt yeah. your anger before. And she's like, oh. And so every once in a while it's something you don't want, but usually it's something that you need to do and i've never talked to a pet with any length of time without finding a reason why they're there. Wow. So they're well, much more profound than we know.
1: Yeah. my my lacy saved my life. that's all i can say because i i'm not even kidding. i'm gonna i'm gonna all right. i'm just doing this. okay, shiny ball. <laughs> it's my show i can do it i but no my dog lacy did save my life honest to god i baby her to no end yes i do i treat her like a child she sits at, on a chair at a table eating dinner with us every you know all that stuff okay yes guilty as charged but i had a black i've always had black labs mm-hmm. my whole toilet. very smart i have the lab in weimar on a mix one time smartest dog on the planet you know taught them everything they were just brilliant My last dog, Max, was the smartest of all and the closest to me. And she ended up getting a tumor right here. And the vet actually said to me, well, we could amputate her leg. And I said, is that going to prolong her life? And they said, no. And I said, well, then why the hell would I do that? You know, why would I, you know, the last time of my dogs that means the world to me is life is going to be what? In pain, miserable and learn how to walk, you know, like a tripod and then die anyway. I'm sorry, no. Can we just keep her comfortable for as long as possible? Well, that's what we did. So we were keeping her on pain pills and, you know, comfortable. And she was so good. You know, I have to pick her up with a towel to take her outside. And uh, and she would go outside. You know, she would wait for us to come home from work. She would never pee or poop in the house. I mean, it's unbelievable, this dog, you know. Um, so my, my daughter had a little long-haired chihuahua. Whenever she brought this dog over, my dog livened up. You know, so I said, I need a little dog. I need a little dog for Max, right? So I'm out shopping for a little dog. I fall in love with Lacey, tiny little papillon little thing. Never had a little dog in my life, but she was just like in my hands, this cup full of fluff. And I said, I need her. I just fell instantly in love with her. And when I took her home, she was too young. You know, they let me take her because I said, I will feed her with the bottle, I will do whatever, I'll sign whatever you know, and convince them that I'm okay. You know, I can handle this <laughs> to take care of this dog. So I took her home and she just slept basically with my dog the entire time. She didn't really do anything because she was too little. And Max ended up passing away. So now I'm crying on this little dog. Don't know how to deal with this little dog. I'm afraid she's going to break her leg going down a step. You know, what? I'm just like, I don't didn't know what to do with the little dog. And then, um so, You know, the grieving process was brutal, you know, for my dog. It was really bad with her, you know, but thank God I had Lacey. But a year later, my husband passed away. Now it's just me and Lacey. You know, I have two daughters, but one is away and the other one, you know, she's got her marriage and her life. You know what I mean? So basically it was just me and Lacey. And, you know, I was so lost, so devastated, so down. And there's this gorgeous little puppy that I just love so much. Fluffy little thing. And if it weren't for her, if I didn't have her, honest to God, I don't know. I don't know what would have happened to me. So I just always say, that dog was put on the planet to save my life. And she did. She still does. You know, I just, I adore her.
3: You brought up a bunch of stuff that I work with. First of all, I want to tell people, I've had good luck telling dogs to cut the blood supply off to tumors and dogs that have cancerous tumors somehow know how to do that. I've had probably a dozen that we've done that and they don't die of that cancer. The cancer gets smaller. So I have a vet in California. That's a holistic vet that was doing that. And I started talking to the, the, and they can do it. So that's one thing. The other thing is losing a pet is such a hard thing. It's harder mm-hmm. than I have guys walk up to me and say, That's the hardest thing I ever done, did mm-hmm. was lose that dog.
1: Yeah.
3: Okay. So the grief with pets is not accepted as much as it is with people. And it's devastating to some people.
1: Oh, yeah. It just tore me apart. Tore me apart. I, I think, I'm sorry to say, I think I might have cried more for my dog than I did my husband. I'm not. <laughs> I might've, I'm just saying she he
0: did. He was, did. I'm
1: sorry. It was, it was just, it, it, you know, we were just so close. I mean, that dog did everything. She, she was so smart. I get up in the morning I'd just let her outside and leave the door open a little bit. She'd come in and shut the door. You know, if she, if something was on the ground, she'd pick it up and do circles, you know, until you noticed her and you told her what to do with it, either give it to you or throw it away. And, you know, I had a $50,000 kitchen cause I'm a designer, you know? So like I had a thing tied on my, uh, cabinet, so she could open the door to throw <laughs> the thing away, but I wouldn't let her shut it like she did the door mm. to come in because of her nails, you know. So she'd open it, throw the thing away, and then come back to me and be like, Okay, well, what's next? You know, I mean, e- everything. And this was the day we had 50,000 remotes, you know, she knew the difference between each one. I gave each one a name, so <laughs> the remote, the clicker, the you know what I mean. So I'd say, Get me the clicker, get me this, get me that, get my slippers, get my blanket. When I had a hysterectomy, she took better care of to me than my husband did. You know why? Did why did you have a husband? You didn't think <laughs> I didn't. I did, she was certainly like a service dog. <laughs> oh,
2: yeah,
1: oh, I mean. we used to take her was our bait dog on the beach. I mean, just brilliant, brilliant. She was the only dog on Nasa Beach allowed to not have a, um, a leash on. Was, <laughs> I, I told her to sit and stay. She would uh-huh. stay there all day until I told her to move. Yeah, she really would.
0: Now, losing a pet, I, I'm going to go off with Gina, because this is the, the for my daughter, she lost uh, uh, her dog um, about a year ago, maybe two, I think. It's, I can't remember. I'm really crappy with dates. Um, but this, this knocked her on her fanny. I seriously had to go down and spend time with her, that she was so heartbroken. She doesn't have children. And she's not planning on having any children, thankfully, I'm a grandma already. I don't need to do it all over again, but her babies are her dogs, and this dog was died under um, mysterious not mysterious but bizarre circumstances and and we knew exactly what it was, but she still she still aches for her today to the day. Mm-hmm. yesterday was the anniversary of the day, and it it it's still she, she has another imagine.
3: dog. Sorry, did she keep the ashes of the dog? Yeah. Usually, what I find okay, so just like people, when we die, we could stay here, we can go to heaven, mm-hmm. and dogs and cats. I found if you want them to stay, they usually stay with you. Yeah. And then it's really hard to get over them because they're still in the house as a ghost.
0: I I agree, but I also know that. For right now, this is what she needs to hold on to.
3: Right. So I've got a ceremony. Um, I don't know if I have it up on my website, but you can send the animal onto heaven and keep the ashes. Okay. And the reason I always recommend to my clients to do that is I found that they reincarnate. And I was in this about three years when I started running into animals that came back to their owners again okay. in a different new body. And, so it's on your website? Yeah. Uh-huh. I'll, I'll email me what you were going to say, the picture of the cat and I'll email you it's the dog the,
0: yeah, oh okay. the, yeah, yeah, my, my cat my orange cat because orange. Um,
3: it's really one of the nicest things you can do for somebody because yeah. I, I started seeing that and I looked at other animal communicators and we all see animals reincarnate um, it's pretty much accepted and mm. it, I, I just I had a cat come back as a horse so I had, that's in my book and once that happened it's like okay this is real because yeah i was in training over in hawaii and i had like 12 people tell me this cat that died was coming back as a horse and none of them knew that i had a pregnant mare so um and then when it was born it had the same markings and the cat had an oh, eye that was um half blind because it had been a barn cat and the horse said half of that eye was ice blue
1: wow. and then the white
3: socks were the same so they do reincarnate and they come back to us. So if you keep them here as a ghost, you take them out of the flow of that. Okay. Does that yeah. make sense?
1: So, yeah. Yeah. Don't yeah. Hold on to your pets so that they can reincarnate and come back. Yeah. So let them go. That's yeah. A, that's a that's a really good thought because that's well that's what you know the half the battle is with um, humans and, and spirits and ghosts and their loved ones passing. Um, either the loved one that passed doesn't really want to let go yet, or you don't you know, right. and everyone kind of goes through that at first, you know, I did with my, with my husband, I did, you know, Um, and we, and he was so boisterous in life, he was very boisterous after the fact, you know, I have so many, they are the same. I love you, you know, mm-hmm. if I dated someone, if be approved or not, you know, all that kind of stuff, so, um, you know, and and hey, I got, I got the evidence, I can back it up, you know, but but that is an issue, you know. I mean, I got to the point where I was like, okay, you know, you can go now. I'm good. You know what I mean? I'm I'm
3: okay. So you know. Well, so. even if they're in heaven, they be with us at the speed of thought, but yeah. they're happier. They're they're heaven energy, so they're happy and they're uplifting. Versus just like being here and dropping their body, they're usually kind of um, not real happy. You know, they're kind of in the same place you are, where they miss you and they miss the physical touch and.
0: Hmm. Like she has she has her days because she she's got another new puppy, and uh, not the same breed, right? Uh, but she has her days where she's she's okay, and but I can tell when she when she's in the point of missing her, because then she gets really sad and she gets her anxiety gets overworked. But you know, but yeah, I think uh th- this the thing that you were talking about the ceremony that you were talking about. I think that's something that. Um, I'll grab a hold of for her.
3: Yeah. yeah. really help.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Love love hopefully, always... if I get out of this quarantine stuff, I'll go <laughs> down and help with
3: it. But, love but... returns to love. Love always returns to us. Oh, yeah.
0: Love. Indeed. She's so sweet, isn't she?
1: Uh, so, now, are there differences between the species, okay? And so, like. Now, we
3: know there's differences between cats and dogs, but like cats, dogs, horses, you know, whatever. And the other thing that's interesting is when we're talking about reincarnation, dogs, when they come back, will look at other dog breeds and ask if they want to be like another type of dog. And usually it seems like people like people that rescue golden retrievers, rescue golden retrievers. I had a golden retriever that asked if he could come back as a golden something smaller as a Chow, I think. And um, she was like, no. And he's like, I just wanted to be able to ride on a plane once. So they look at other breeds and they think, well, they can do that. They don't shed. They, you know, that like my cat, that came back as a horse was like, I'm, that's a sure thing. I can come back. But then he was like, I, I'll never forget. He was like, what is this stuff out here? And I'm like, you mean mud? (laughs) And I'm like, and he's like, yeah. And I'm like, you're living in that, dude. He's like, because well, when do I get in the house? I'm like, never. <laughs> and, <laughs> oh, that's so funny. He oh, didn't really think it too. He just wanted to come back to me as fast as he could. Aww. And so horses are really sensitive. Horses have very sensitive and very smart. Yeah. And you can tell they don't know they have a forever home because they're always hesitant to say anything bad about anybody. Oh, uh, cats goodness. are... Cats tell me they don't that there's no um, how we want to say it that there's no barrier between life and death with them, that they keep their consciousness through dying. They tell me it's like walking from the kitchen to the living room. So yes. that's one reason they're like not as afraid of death, and they're very cavalier about death, because they put all
0: lives.
3: Yeah, they're, and, and cats will do walk-ins where they'll switch another spirit out faster than any other species, too, because they don't care. Cats will let a person come in and, like, watch another person through the cat.
1: So they, like,
3: more matter-of-fact? Yeah, they're kind of they, – they know their worth. They're kind of – this is the way things are. I don't know. They're very unique, you know? And then dogs – like, it's funny. Like, German shepherds always think they're handsome. They always think they're attractive, <laughs> but it was yeah. German Shepherd I talked that, to. That, that would be my late yeah. husband. And, and. and Schnauzers—they're always like, we have to run the world. I mean, they're like, they're like organizing things. You know, it's like your house cannot be organized enough, and we have to be on a schedule. And then, like, I have Bichons, and they're just kind of like, we're happy. <laughs> you know, let's play. So right. there's a wide variety in the species of dogs, too. Yeah, and, and I don't talk to many other. I, We've talked to parrots and parrots are um parrots are kind of they're I don't want to say angry but they're obstinate like they're like don't tell me what to do. You mm-hmm. know, I, I I worked with dogs for five years before I had one say, I'm not gonna do what you asked me. Like I honestly thought I could make these dogs do all this stuff, and then I realized oh they're just doing it because they wanna treat they wanna <laughs> make people happy so much, you know. Where a parrot is like, screw you. I'm not going to quit biting that person. <laughs> and, um... Oh, yeah.
1: My brother has a parrot. And, and you don't know what their parrots are until they're, like, older. You don't know if they're male or female. Oh. And uh, and it's weird. But they named it Timmy. But it's a girl. So it's <laughs> a girl. But, yeah.
0: Timotina. But,
1: <laughs> there,
3: like, 90 Timmy,
1: Timmy used to, oh, my God, make all the, the sounds of, like, the phone ringing and. alarm in the building so all the old ladies in the
3: building would be like, oh my god, there's a fire alarm. (laughs) Yeah, they seem like they have a really good sense of humor. (laughs) Or mischief, one of the two.
0: A wicked sense of humor. Yeah.
3: Yeah. A wicked sense of humor.
0: (laughs) Okay, there was a quick question in the chat room. Um, Do you feel that our animals are empaths? And I think you answered it that the horses are because they feel the most.
3: Right. But all animals the thing i've had thing i've realized learning this is humans can hide our feelings like we won't talk about stuff but a lot of times the cat or the dog will feel the stuff and be mm-hmm. acting out because they really can't hide from their emotions they will do they'll act out a lot faster and so a lot of times i come in and it will be something going on with the person or the couple it won't be anything going on with the actual cat the cat will just be manifesting it um Another time I had a the other thing that happens is they seem to get what they tell me is they can stand in front of an ill enough illness if it's meant for us. So I had a client in Mexico that called me because her cat had a urinary tract infection and I go, Well, what's going on with you? And she goes, I've had fifteen urinary tract infections this year. And right. so the cat was just magnifying what was going on with her and really didn't wow. have the issue. And that can happen too. Wow.
1: Wow.
3: You know, they do that a lot. Like I had a woman in Texas, that she had cancer, and it was spontaneous remission. But all four of the dogs that had been on her bed died. Um, they picked wow. it up and took that energy, so that can happen too.
0: Wow!
3: Yeah, oh, it does that's not so good.
0: but it, it sort of kind of makes sense because we know uh, for me, even though my even though my ginger cat is a cranky old curmudgeon, I know that you know he's there. He listens to me and, and he's got me well-trained. Never mind me getting him well-trained, but my dog is the same way. They will do, they will do whatever they can for me when they see that I'm like in a mood, which is rare, but it happens. My cat, like I said, he's like, he's more of a guy cat. He likes guys better, but he'll come and check on me and he'll bump me with his head. And I was like, yeah, I'm okay. I'm fine. You know? So it kind of sort of makes sense that animals would interfere with that, that, us getting more disease or taking the whole, right. and you know, also, trying to get away from us.
3: It goes into the fact that they're here for a spiritual purpose for us. What they tell me is that they stand in front of our illness. It gives us more time to figure out what it's about.
2: because yeah. so Everything
3: starts with the spiritual, emotional body and moves into the physical body. So there's yeah. always a reason besides a medical one for an illness starting. Yeah.
1: I know they train a lot of dogs to s- smell different types of cancers and
3: stuff. They're like fantastic. That. They're like, they're more With cancer, dogs are more specific than the machines, Mm -hmm. but the doctors don't want to give in and use the dogs because it looks like it's voodoo or something. Right. I wanted to adjust with cats, they will, like they've proven now that cats purring will heal bones faster and it reduces blood pressure. And so a lot of times when people are ill or laying on the couch or something, the cat comes and purrs on them and that will actually help us get healed faster.
1: Right, it I love animals into the hospitals, into the nursing homes, and stuff like that because you know if they don't allow you to keep them there. But when they have the visiting people come in and they bring in dogs and even a horse, they a little. You know, I do, do, that do that with my
3: dog and my cat. Samson that you saw, he's one of the two therapy cats in, in Southern Arizona. Ah, oh, that's and brilliant, brilliant. Yeah. You know, it you really see. cheers people up. It just you can see does right up when they see a dog or a cat. Yeah,
0: because that's unconditional love,
3: right? Right, now, and they're also
1: happy. You know, they're. What about like things like iguanas and spiders and
3: snakes and the icky things? So you talked to them. Hey, like,
0: hey, hey! I like spiders. I like snakes and
3: spiders. I have no life, I talk about. I had a tarantula that was stalking me, and
1: mm-hmm.
3: I like the fourth time he was in my house. I thought about vacuuming him up in the vacuum, <laughs> and when I thought that I saw him shiver. And I realized he knew what I was thinking. Oh, so the one I
1: hit with the hammer the other day
3: didn't like me too much. (laughs) I mean, a trance is a you know? I mean, yeah, spiders, you know, and and birds can be messengers a lot. You know, like a hawk is wisdom. A hawk is truth and owls are wisdom. But they will show up if they need to give you a message from spirit a lot, too. That happens.
0: What about Uh, loudmouth blue jays?
3: I don't see blue jays as much as I see cardinals. Okay. And I just had a client this morning, her his mom was sending him red winged blackbird. So there was the name for blackbirds that had a red wing and he had another there's another breed of birds. And then his mom his dad was sending cardinals. So they were competing on what type of birds they were sending to him from the oh, afterlife. It It's kind of funny. So yeah, yeah they um, spirit can send those. Lumines are individual to you. They're coming from one of your family members, like a mother or grandmother. Hmm. Does so that make sense?
1: Follow- yeah. Yes. Yeah. When, when um yeah, because I mean, if you look up stuff for for your spirit guides, yeah, <clears throat> you know, you, you get a lot of the information like that. You know, like, um, what what the what the totem is that could be for a spirit guide, but what also you know the animal does in general, you know, right. seeing an owl and seeing a raven and seeing, you know, my fox, you know, seeing whatever, there's, a, there's meanings for everything. And as a guide, you, they bring that into the fold and into the mix.
3: Right. So, you got to check in and see if that fits for you or if it fits in another way too. Sometimes it's a little bit of a testing area. Like what is this about? But they definitely are messengers. Yeah.
1: Wow, I didn't even know the dragonflies were out yet, JoJo. So you had a dragonfly land on her today. So that's, I think that's a good sign. That's magical, yeah. Yeah, I love dragonflies. Oh, Me and my, my niece, she said, my my old house in Massachusetts, we had tons of dragonflies in the backyard. We would always go out and you just hold your finger up and they come land on you.
3: <laughs> when I started doing this, the first time I spoke prof- I spoke professionally after Dorian virtue did, and I came home that night and I had to be somewhere in the next morning. So I'm like trying to go to sleep. And I had like 12 fairies outside my bedroom window. And two UFOs. And I didn't really think fairies were real and they're beautiful. They light up from within and they're little and they're just incredible. And I was like mesmerized with them. And my dog is like, oh. like, would you go to sleep? Cause we have to get up in the morning. But, um, so I always think of fairies when I think of dragonflies because they kind of have that magical wing, you know. Mm-hmm. Right.
1: right. Quality to so, all right, so so since you, you you mentioned fairies, what about like elementals and you
3: know um, all of the the thing I've learned and I haven't read this in a book, but elementals work with the earth and they work with animals. My kahuna says that they're angels for animals. And if you do stuff with animals or if you are working and you conserve the earth and, you know, they will help you. And so anything like my shower drain was plugged and I asked them to unplug it and they did it. Anything that has to do with water or stuff like that, they will do for you immediately. And Mm -hmm. they also will protect, you know, you ask them for that kind of stuff. That's what I do. and, And you respect them and they're very powerful. People don't, I, don't, I think people don't know as much about them as they do angels.
1: Hmm. And then and then another thing, too. I know I keep going, we're going all over the place. Now, you are a <laughs> medium. Right? Now, first of all, I want to ask, like, okay, um, how and when, what were the circumstances? You discovering the fact that you were a medium, and, uh, and how did you go about, like, developing that? And then after that, I want to ask a question as to you get to that point. What are the things that you see?
3: Okay. So I took a class with Doreen Virtue, and I naively thought that we'd have three days of, like, meditating to get ready for this because we had to be at the right vibration. And then we would, like, talk to a few people. But it was, like, as soon as we came down, she gave us 15 minutes to, like, try to, you know, get a hold of somebody. And I'm like, I know nothing. And she said, if you're having problems, ask your guides to help you and i had been working with the kahuna a little bit that i had started working with the saints as guides that's how fearful i was i I started out with baby steps with the saints and i asked Saint anthony to help me and i got a vision of an episode of magnum pi and magnum was walking on the beach and they were playing a john denver song sometimes you fly like an eagle sometimes you're down on the ground and i remembered the episode it was in because he had gotten shot and they didn't know if he's going to live or die. And at the end of the vision I had, this guy turns around and he goes, my name's Jim. So I'm like, wait, I have something to share. At least I have something to share. I'm not going to be like an idiot. And I stood up and immediately this girl goes, that's my dad. And I mentioned the song and she goes, that's for me. And it was just like, all right on. And I was like, holy crap. I mean, I had no idea and um you get different like you know there's different senses involved like my main sense is feeling and i think that's harder sometimes because we can we can negate it we can say oh well i don't really get that and like when i channel somebody i usually feel how they die in my body and i don't know how i didn't know i was doing that before because it can be really it's normal bad. for you yeah yeah and um So I get that, but I also hear words and I also get pictures. So I get kind of a three thing. And the more you work with it. And the other thing that really helped me is I couldn't hear the angels. But Doreen said that her mother told the angels to speak up. And so I went home and I meditated for 15 minutes a day. And I said, I hear my angels loudly and clearly. And I did that for about three months. And I came home one night and there was a white owl on the carport. And he looked at me over the hood of the car, speaking of animals as totems. And for like what seemed like five minutes. And then he flew up under the roof of my house, which I went out the next day. It's like, there's no way he went there. So he was an interdimensional owl. And after I saw him, I've always heard the angels. So they also, they're kind of like the bouncers. They keep people organized. They keep people from stepping on top of each other. So you don't know who's talking. And I, I lean on them a lot of times to like give me more information or explain things that people are talking about. So that's really nice to help fill in with a total picture of what's going on. Because the other thing that happened is people keep the same personality when they die. Obviously, so if a guy like I have, if a guy doesn't talk a lot when he's alive, he doesn't talk a lot when he's dead. And they will actually like send me a feeling and then expect me. To, Like that they love the person and they want me to say they love the person because they've never said it out loud themselves and they still don't want to, even though they're dead, you know? And I get kind of information on that from the angels. It's like, oh, this guy doesn't want to do that. So it helps, you know, that all kind of wraps together. Did that that answer your question? It did. Definitely. (laughs) except
1: for the second part, like as in, okay, the, I wanted to know like different types of things as in, because you brought up aliens now that your vibration is raised and you can see uh spirit, you can also see aliens, you know, I mean, it's like, it's a different uh, vibrational range,
3: you know, in, in your vision. You know, it's interesting again, because I think, I don't know, it'd be interesting to go up to heaven and find out how this stuff works, but there was some stuff that I saw that really scared me. Like one time I asked to see an like an idiot, I asked to see an archangel. And um, the next night I shut the lights off I was walking to bed and the room became b- bright as day and I heard this tone. And I knew that an angel was coming and it scared the crap out of me cuz the back wall of my house was gone. And I just said I can't handle this and then they stopped. And the thing I've noticed is if they you're, my guides protect me, like if I say I can't handle something, they don't show it to me again usually. And mm-hmm. that was a big moment for me because I realized I did have some control of it because it kind of felt like a right at the fair that had no rules before that, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, and the problem I have with it is I was, I I think I always had this. And so, to balance it. I've learned a lot about science. It's like, I want to learn all about science as I can to understand the world. And so I spent 25 years in medicine and talking to doctors. So this is all stuff that they don't believe, you know, and, and the ET stu- the alien stuff, it's like, well, you know, I don't want to be one of those people that goes to Roswell every year and everything, but I see them and I see them a lot and they're there, you know, and I haven't I think I have I, I always ask other intuitives like what is outside of my bedroom because I have one that always watches me. It's there every night. And it feels like it's a friendly being that, you know, is anchored to me somehow.
1: Yeah. So Jojo says, Do you ever wonder if aliens and angels are are one and the same? Like we believe in angels and spirits. What they're actually what if they're actually aliens amongst us? Aliens.
3: there's a quote by Neil donald walsh about um you know are there other planets and he said god says what where do you think heaven is Hmm. Uh, Hmm. i think there's other ways of being in the world and from what i get with angels like i don't divide them there's books out of all the different like the virtues and the different types of angels, you know, the cherubs and everything. I don't go into that. That's not where my purpose is. I think that there are different places and there's different energies. And some of the guides I have have lived and some of the angels have a feeling like they haven't lived. Mm
2: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
3: One of the reasons like I get clients who are like, well, you, you know, if everything that happened in your readings were true, it would be a really great world and everything would be like really sunny and everything. And the thing is, I, oh, know, I have daisies and lollipops. <laughs> the thing with angels every day is they don't see bad stuff happening. They're in, mm-hmm. you know, if you're in the vortex of love, you don't see the negativity and the judgment. And so that's how they view the world. And it's a different way of viewing the world than most people have. Yeah. And we call in the negativity too, because we still attract it because we think it has to be here.
1: Okay. I just want to kind of recap a little bit. <laughs> we, we You went through a lot of different things. No, no, no. no this is fine. Just, just for people that they don't understand. Okay. People. People die. They become ghosts. All right. A ghost is a person that is still just like us. Still... Okay with all the human emotions, with love, with lust, with hate, with envy, with, you know, jealousy, just all the human emotions that are bogging them down, keeping them from crossing over, whatever, fear, you know, thinking that they're not going to be able to cross over. Once they do finally cross over, then I call them a spirit. Then that spirit is enlightened. They know better. They know everything. They know everything is good, you know, and it's good over there. And then they can still come back, and those are the people that can be guides for you um that you can trust but now us as investigators when we go out you know like you were saying you know people how they are you know sometimes they lie to you you know if right. they lie to you in life they're gonna lie to you in death if there's still a ghost okay so uh paranormal investigators will get evidence and be saying stuff like oh well it's got to be true because you know i got this evp it's like well that they- EVP, they could be lying to you. They could be saying that they are, you know, this and that and that this happened and that happened and it didn't, you know what I mean? They still have an ulterior motive. So you really need to investigate. You really need to know who it is that you're actually talking to, you know, by definitely a a series of questions and interviews and, you know, different ways of investigating to get to the bottom of things, you know, and find out. But then you also have to be like a counselor to these spirits, you know, especially if they're uh, in turmoil, to assure them it is okay to cross over. You aren't going to be punished. It's not going to be all fire and brimstone. You You don't have to be stuck here. You don't have to be walking this planet and this plane with all your misery still attached to you. You can let all that go, and you can cross over. You can go over. Now, when you go to a client and they're having this issue, do you explain to the spirit or to the client, you know, that you would cross the spirit over. How do you cross the spirit over? What are your thoughts on that whole subject? I
3: almost always cross them because I feel, I don't know if you, Emoto, the guy who did the book on the secret way at life of water, he, I heard him speak and he even talked about how this planet, the vibration is lower than it should be because we have all this energy hanging on. And I believe if they're manifesting they're getting energy from somewhere and it's not, it's usually from a human or a place and it's from a human. A lot of people that have autoimmune diseases like lupus or rheumatoid arthritis, chronic fatigue, a lot of that stuff comes from having a ghost. Um, Yeah. And so I, that you got to cleave them away from that person. And then what I do is I'll have Jesus come down and he's like perfect love. He's Christ consciousness. It doesn't matter what religion they are. And you really don't believe in fire and brimstone with him around you because you're in perfect love. And the other thing that's the beauty of having him come in is people can't argue with you when he's in because you can't argue in that higher vibration he has a perfect love. So it kind of makes that easier. And my trick is if I can find any history on the person I will ask for some, or just if I don't have, I'll ask for their mother or their grandmother or somebody they know to come from heaven and get them. Hmm. And hmm. you know, you wouldn't go up with an angel because they might take you to hell, you don't know. But if your mom says, I'm going to take you to heaven and it's good up here, you'll go with her. Right. So yeah. that's my trick to getting people crossed. And I get almost everybody crossed. Um, but
0: is there, have you ever had somebody who hasn't wanted to cross?
3: Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's why I call Jesus in. <laughs> yeah, because it's fear. fear you're, you're, yeah, you're I always... I always you're, okay, if they are here, they probably didn't want to cross unless they had a car accident or something that they were just so confused that they didn't mm-hmm. figure it out fast enough. So I always find out why they stayed. I always find that out because you have to address that with them because yeah. they still have free will. They can come back. Yeah. So these are two comments from Jojo on, on what you were saying,
1: like different planes... Um, that was the first conversation before I went on my little rant. Okay. And, uh, and the second is, um, do you see them as well or just hear them? She's uh, she's a medium.
3: I hear them and feel them. There are times I do a lot of phone clients, especially right now because of the, the virus. Mm-hmm. So I'll see them in mind's eye. There's been times when I've physically seen people. Um, I've walked through a ghost a couple of times. That is a weird, weird you know, I've had stuff happen in the last 10 years that I never thought was possible. Um, <laughs> but I was dating this guy that flew um, forest fires, slurry, drop, and he had, a bunch of his friends had died. And they were all attached to him. And I came home, and I had, like, all of them with me. There was, like, seven pilots that had died the year before. And I was walking through my house, and I saw a guy leaning against – I was actually saging my house, and I saw one of them leaning against the foyer in a plaid shirt. And I was like, I had my head down and I walked through him before I even realized it. Mm-hmm. And then I walked back out and I was like, Oh, I'm not afraid of ghosts anymore.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I, I haven't been ever since the, the first, well, the first little girl that ran through me. That was the only thing that ever really, that uh, startled me more than, you know, I wasn't really scared. That I
3: think is the number one rule is you cannot be f- afraid of them. Cause that feeds them.
1: Exactly.
3: In yeah. a body always it has more power than being out of a body.
1: You have to have a healthy fear of a situation, you know? So you yeah. can't blindly, just because you say, I'm not afraid of ghosts, go into a place that you know um, has a really bad rap, or, you know, really something that could possibly be quite dangerous. You know, you don't throw well, you There's
3: other things off. out there besides ghosts. <laughs> there are, yes, there and are. That's what I don't, tr- you know, I don't stir at yeah. it.
1: Tread lately, tread lately, you know, um. You know, I got I I a few of my own little things going on. You know, like I, I know when things are good and when things are bad. If we're on, we take people to investigations. If I feel that someone in the group is like one of those people that could get an attachment easy or, you know, something bad could happen, even if we oh, ground yeah. it or whatever, I will steer them away from yeah. that, that area or that, you know, if something's in that corner, it's like, well, let's go over here and check this out yeah. <laughs> you know? and be like, you can go away now. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, so, you know, to, to protect different people, you know, right. but, but that's a, um, what do you do to protect yourself? And do you do um, a protection, you know, like a grounding or a shielding before you talk with a new client?
3: I usually, I don't do it as much as I used to, because I had, chronic pain and I'm an empath that's my biggest challenge is shielding and guarding because I cut that off yeah and I have a person I I did past life regression for two years and I have a personality that doesn't want to be afraid and thinks they can save the world Mm -hmm. so I think of that as the last thing I usually do a clearing that I created before I talk to somebody on the phone or in person, I ask for any, you know, I ask for the right angels to come in and the right guides to come in and anybody that's not for our highest, best good be escorted to the right and proper place. The, I, I like how you put that too. You, yes, the right and proper place. Yeah. And, and yeah. They, you know, sometimes when I do that, I could feel them fling off. It's really weird. Like some people will be attached to somebody and it'll, like they'll just fling. It's cool. <laughs>
1: I'm sorry that doesn't really got me that's <laughs> awesome all right so what are the what are the main reasons you know like give me give me like demo the top five of why people get in touch with you for your services,
3: whether it's animal or person with animals it's behavior issues by far um peeing pooping, you know barking chewing on things, biting, it's behavior issues. They want their animals to behave. Then also end-of-life decisions. Like you said with your dog, you know, we have a cancerous tumor. Does he want to live with his leg off or should we, like, let him go? When you get the animal's decision on that, it takes the guilt away from the people because the animal is also helping make a decision in their care. And you also find out the reason why this is going on so you don't have as much guilt and whether or not you can heal it. You know, I can do anything intuitively to heal it because a lot of times you can't. So I like medical intuitive end of life decisions. I think that's a really valuable place to use an intuitive. And then also to talk to them on the other side. And I look for lost pets. I look for lost dogs and cats. I've found over thousands I've found them in Australia, Canada, and England on the phone. So there's no space in the psychic world. You're, you're always connected to what you love, and nothing's lost in God's will. So if you take those two statements, you can find pretty much anybody. And I always can, I always can get in touch with the animal usually. Um, lost animals are hard because sometimes animals are stolen or mm. something's mm-hmm. done to them. And with stolen animals, it's hard to get them back. Um, what I do is I psychically shame the person that has them that they're not doing something. <laughs> you know, I don't even know if I do. I knew it. <laughs> I, I just said that out loud, and I don't know if that's totally ethical. But what I do is I like put a voice in their head, and I'm like on me every second of the day that what they're doing is not right. <laughs> you know? Yes? It's my normal.
0: fault. <laughs> just say, "Mom, Mama made me do I'll it." There you go. I'll take it. So then, yeah, then you can get away with anything. But uh, you're not, you're not, you. And the thing is, you're not hurting them. You're just making them realize that what them. they're doing is not right. Like you right. said, you're telling oh. them that that's not right. So it's, you're not doing any. It's not like you're saying, "I want you to trip down, fall down, break a leg, and smash right. your face." You know, that, that would be something. That would be a little bit too far. But you're not doing that. You're just sort of like sitting there going. Hey, what you're doing is wrong. Right. And just sort of send that to them over and over again. So it's like, you know,
3: yeah. In a loop. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I do that. So
0: scratching the record. Not like job. the
3: first five years, I found everything I looked for. And then I had three stolen dogs in a month that I didn't get two of the two back. And that was hard. And so I've kind of lost my taste for it. I still do it, but I'm not actively promoting it as much as I used to. Um, And those are the main reasons. And then to get to know your animal better, which is always the best one to do because you are a team. And, you know, the more you know the animal, the more you know yourself. You know, Emmanuel says, if you have a cat, here you are in cat form. So, and Mm -hmm. then with mediumship, you know, the the ones that take the most energy are the people that have lost kids. I, I Again, when you're a medium you're kind of learning this stuff on your own and some stuff takes more like finding out about why your dog is barking doesn't take as much energy as talking to your child that you desperately wanted to live and didn't yeah. um, i had these two women call me that they said they wanted to talk to their dogs and then when i got there this woman had actually they had both lost children and the one kid had died um cystic fibrosis, and I could feel it, and I didn't know what it was, it, but it felt like I was grounding, but there wasn't any water, and it kind of freaked me out. That was a bad thing that they did with that, because, um, and I don't, th- it's weird with that, too, because I'll feel it until they say what it is, and so if they say, if they don't say it, I have to be like, say it, so I can start feeling better, <laughs> you know, I should say that before I start it's interesting doing this. I'm I'm thinking of some of the ways I do stuff. So that's the main reason, you know, to talk to loved ones. I really, what I tell my clients is if we're talking and somebody from the other side wants to come through, I recommend it because people go through a life review when they die. And when they do that, they want to apologize a lot of times because they did not realize how they were being to people. Mm. And so I see a lot of people Get apologies. I had this one guy come through that was this woman's grandfather, and he said that he came over from Ireland. He was, they were in Milwaukee, and he never saw any of his family again, so he started drinking. And he goes, The family has all this huge alcohol addiction, and all of these lives have had all this trauma because I became an alcoholic, and I apologize to you for that. I nice. was. So beside myself, I couldn't do better, you know? So here's somebody that she never knew apologizing to her because he created the life she had. And mm-hmm. that stuff I think is really healing too. And, yeah, you know, and then with spirit guide, I basically, the angels can't tell you they can give you the odds on something happening and they can give you more options. They can look down the road ahead. So I really value doing those too. Sometimes I think like I had, a couple that I got that their restaurant, they they had a restaurant and they had a house that they were going to have a Christmas party at. And the angel said, if you have that Christmas party, you're going to get robbed because they already knew the people that were planning to rob them. And so they didn't have the Christmas party. And they're like, well, we don't know if that would have happened. And it was like, yeah, that would have happened. <laughs> so that kind of stuff happens too. And so I have regular clients that I do psychic coaching with too. No. Because You know, our angels and guides are really our coaches. That's who we should be using.
1: Yeah, yeah. So we can get we can ask you like on how how you um, can tell people how they can get in touch with their own spirit guides and whatnot. But but Susan Susan has this question or or statement. I lost a dog that had a very special bond with last July, and I have lots of visitation dreams with her. Now, do you think the visit?
3: meditation dreams are real or you know like what can happen is when we go to sleep we can go to heaven you can ask to go to heaven so a lot of i find this with a lot of people like they'll see their guides in dreams or they'll see it's a dream state is a more neutral space to meet somebody so yeah you're seeing your dog and it's a neutral space you could probably have them come through when you're awake too you just don't feel as comfortable doing that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but yeah so he's in heaven and he's contacting you and and it could be because he wants to come back too do you think there's the same heaven for pets and people oh yeah okay
0: there you go it'd be boring up there without my pets absolutely, absolutely. all my pets. humans be
1: like, ah! <laughs> be like, oh my god I, I, I would... <laughs> my brother for me it would be like you know diving into a pool of papillons <laughs> <laughs> But um, but June June says uh, she's looking for her brother and don't know if he's passed. And then she says, "What can I do now? Um, how would you go about if she contacted you?"
3: Right, I would use the name. I would use the name, and then I I get a hold of them and see what what I usually start with lost and I with lost people I start talking to them and see if they're alive. They're not alive. Um, what their situation is, what's surrounding them. Um, A lot of times with stuff like that, you do find things have happened that you don't want to happen, you know? And so then you just kind of. Yeah. The next backstory
1: too, like how long has it been gone? You know, has it been years? Has it been months? Has it been, you know, weeks? Yeah, but that
3: doesn't really matter with me.
1: No, no. Okay. No, I can still get them. Wow. Well, there you go. So, June, get in touch with Anne. Go yeah. to Um, Try to set up some time with her and see if maybe
3: she can help you. Yeah, I mean, definitely. Because there's only been like four people I couldn't get a hold of in 20 years. So, and I think, and most of them had just died. She
1: says, oh, they are visitations. And uh, she she said, uh, I've seen her run by me quite a few times. I'm very comfortable with her. I am also a medium, too. So, I see a lot, which is good. good. I just made this, this- so, it this sounds is like Susan just made for her. This is for her. So a wolf. The wolf. box. No. Oh, that's neat. Yeah. This will be a spirit box, you know, for, for her
3: king, for her. So, yeah. If you can talk to people as a medium, you can probably talk to animals too. It's the same channel. Everything's spirit. Yeah. Yeah. I think the dog wants to come back. That's the thing I'm getting on your dog.
1: Oh. So, so what now, all right, so okay. what you had said earlier, right? So for her to have that dog come back to reincarnate, she has got to cut that tie, cut that bond. No, oh, no, this dog's
3: in heaven. Okay. All you to do is be in heaven. This dog's in heaven. So what I'm getting from him is he's probably going to go to a shelter and he doesn't want to be there without you picking him up. So that's why he keeps trying to get this message out through to you. So you'll start looking for him. Because he's going to be pissed if he goes in body and he ends up with somebody else.
0: So that means you have to go to shelters.
3: Yeah. Okay, let's see, Jessica. I don't know how that part works out, but it seems like they do it. You know, that is... That miracle God takes care of. You just have to be open to have finding the dog.
1: Okay. Well all right. Well there you go. that's, that's I think yeah. All right. I think that's good advice for you, um, Susan. Now Jessica says our nineteen year old cat passed away last fall. That night there was a weird red light in our kitchen and a and like a big being in in the space. I felt like he was saying goodbye. Is it possible that he that he was something more than a cat.
3: Oh, yes. I had, my dog Patsy was an angel. And they're different energy and she was this huge energy that came into this little body to help me make my transition from being in sales to being a medium. And yeah, the cats could be ETs and a lot of other stuff too. and they can also be your guide sometimes. Wow.
1: So now when was the first time you, you had, like you, you say, like you see the aliens that are outside
3: your window? So they don't come into the house? They're always like outside the window? Or do you I don't. Kind of, yeah, I guess I still have some fear of them. I mean, I don't say that out loud, but it's like you guys
2: can stay out
3: there. <laughs> I think I, I'm you. talking to them because my kahuna said they, if you talk to somebody, they have to answer, but they don't answer me. But um, they've been there ever since I started doing, you know, since I started speaking on this, they've been there. And then I see other ones sometimes, too. There's a lot of different. I mean, I've seen probably 20 different types of E.T. vehicles. Wow. Oh, wow.
1: Have I seen E.T.? Yeah. I've seen ships. I haven't seen them.
3: Yeah, me too. It's these ships. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, we went to um, we were, we were doing a filming actually for a Ghost Detectives up in uh, uh, Happy Valley, in New York, and it was like a trifecta. We were looking for Bigfoot, aliens, and spirits. So there was a um, like a town that disappeared. So we had all kinds of communication with spirits there and everything. We had rocks being thrown into the water. Don't know if that was uh, Bigfoot or not. You know, because that's like one of the claims that they clunk the rocks in. But we watched some hovering lights that. By God, I can't it's not it's not a ship like we have, you know, because it would come down, it would sit there, sit there, sit there, sit there, and would go sideways, sit there, sit there. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's like it was the strangest thing. So, you know, like I've seen stuff like
3: that. The first time I saw them and like window I, I had like, well, maybe it's a spotlight or something. And then they'd start moving in a, like every time they were conscious because I think, okay, they're this. And then they'd start moving in a circle. It's like, Oh, it can't be that. You know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they knew what you were thinking they were. And they're like, no, we're not that.
1: Yeah. So but, I think they, I think they pick the people that they want to talk to, you know what I mean? So like, you have to have that, like a spirit knows when they can communicate with a medium. Right. Mama knows that too. You know what I mean? She knows who can communicate with her. Um, you know, spirits know that. They know, like, okay, well, this person can't hear me, so I'm not going to waste my time. Right. But I think aliens are the same. You know, I, they pick the people that they know that they can get through to. And sometimes uh, the poor people might not be in their right mind to be able to handle that, which doesn't help that situation, if you know what I'm right. saying. Right, right. <laughs> you know, then people think, oh, Yo, you're really crazy. they am going to lock you up.
0: You <laughs> love us there. <laughs>
1: Right, <laughs> definitely.
0: Jacob Ridd in the chat room says, I am a believer in spirits and the afterlife. I would love to talk to some of my family members and ancestors that have passed on.
2: Set I
3: call my phone box lover? Set up an appointment because that's like one of my favorite. I cannot tell you how great it is to have people on the other side see how they treated you and apologize for what they think they perceived as having done wrong, which might not even be that big a deal, but they didn't see it. So they're like, Oh wow, I'm so sorry. I did this. It's, it's such a loving reunion. And it's such a, you know, it it verifies spirit and the fact that the human that we go on, that souls are eternal and that there's more, Mm. you know, and they exist in the same way as they did when they were alive. They still have the same characteristics. Like some people, I'm a trans medium. Some people can tell just by the way I talk, who we're talking to because I'll, I'll get the voice and everything. It's really weird. Hmm.
1: Now when you channel, do you always know who you are channeling?
3: Pretty much. I usually ask. Um, when I channel guides, I kind of let them like, I like, If I add somebody channeling like if I see Esther Hicks and she's channeling Abraham, I hear him too. At this before she says it, I'll hear it in my head probably when she hears it. And that was the way it was when Pat Rodegas channeling Emmanuel. I would hear Emmanuel too. So um you know the vibration Mm -hmm. of the spirit is you know, so you know it's channeled information that is wise. And then um I also can tell if somebody's lying, like you hear a cluck in the statement. So like Judith Orloff says, the difference between spirit guides and like the bad people is they say bad things, you know, and spirit guides are always like, they're above you know, yeah, above reproach. And it's, you, it's really easy to tell the difference, I think. Yeah. But I haven't talked to a lot. I mean, I've, I've felt those, spirits moving them around in people's houses and stuff but that's been about it
1: yeah well i had um my my old co-host on this show chris george the psychic medium um he actually channeled an alien one time they were out in a in a um, graveyard and it was kind of quite by accident you know but um but the pictures and everything you could see like a. Uh, his his face changed like some of the pictures right, well, right, yeah. happened, it was the strangest thing I was not there I just seen the pictures and heard the
3: stories and then See, like, I probably could do that but I haven't because I don't want to <laughs> you know anyway. back to them like they don't want to my guides don't want to make me too scared that I won't do this anymore so they're like okay we got to. like my kahuna said when she started um, she woke up one night and there was a little girl standing at the foot of her bed and she tried to go to sleep and she like 10 minutes later looked and the girl was still there. And she finally said, what do you want? And the girl said, we just want to know how freaked out you want to get. <laughs> and, and my kahuna goes, not very. And they are like, good, we can work with that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is too funny. Yeah. We're getting
0: some, we're getting some. Good no, <laughs> hold on a second. Yeah. The kahuna is that you keep speaking of. He is your master
3: guide. I, w- I studied with her. Her name's Candace Lionheart. I studied with her for probably about eight years, and I still touch base with her when I get something. She's not a medium, but she talks to God. Okay. And um, she can pull like she can pull disease out of the body. It's really amazing.
1: Hmm. Yeah, that's that's a that's a whole another show. And, uh, you know, prom. yeah and all that kind of stuff you know if i get if i get around some of my hands heat up you know if there's something really bad and you can tell those sludgy people we were talking about this yesterday people with a lot of attachments and you get around them and it's just so dark and oppressive and ugh, you know and it's just and it feels like guck you know ugh, black bleh, tar you know you just want to
3: just scrape it away and get rid of it ground it i used to go to business meetings and i'd come back with a lot of pain and i always thought it was the chair's But like Kahuna said that to me once. She goes, "You try to slow down and go the speed those people are going, and you can't go that speed. No, it screws you all up. Yeah, then things will attach to you, (laughs) right? And I'm still like figuring that out, like what, because it's we don't get told about that stuff, you know. We don't. Nobody tells us that. Okay, you could not be going at your vibration, and that will make you sick, right? Because you haven't lived
1: in an ashram for like you know three quarters of your life or anything like (laughs) that.
3: Have the gurus telling
1: you, you know that this is what's going to happen. You know, if if you, you know, the, the, this it's progress, you know, not regress. <laughs> you got to well, keep. And
3: that. the other thing, like I did a speech on animal communication a couple months ago to a group, and I think only five people raised their hands that they said they believed in animal communication. I'm like, oh god, I'm in this crowd. And at the end of the speech, is one. Guy that was 20 came up to me and he goes, every time I meditate, my dog from heaven comes in and I see her and she's all glowing. And it made me realize the new people are being born with these skills. Mm-hmm. They're being born at that higher vibration. And so we're just kind of scouts out here ahead of time. Yeah. And we're, we're the ones. There's more of us coming. There's not more of the non believers coming. There's more of the people that have this innately coming.
1: Yeah, makes sense. I think yes, I, I agree with that. I think that there are more coming, but I think that there are more coming out. You know, because before, yeah. well, it's a
3: safer environment too, and it more is being talked about more. So there's people like I didn't know who to talk to about this. You know, I didn't even know it was a possibility.
1: Mm. Yeah, yep. yeah. I mean, there's so many. There's so many areas in so many fields. It's just like you know, you can't just go to medical school and, and know how to doctor everything. You know, metaphysical being a, a medium of All types is not just one thing. (laughs) So, you know, it's not, it's not cutting dry it's not black and white. It's not that simple, but um, yeah, I want to, I want to kind of address a couple of these um, things in the chat room here. So Lisa says, I keep having crazy dreams lately that make no sense. It feels like I was in someone else's body. I suppose it comes with abilities. And she said, I wish my mom would visit me in dreams. Now that I think if just ask her to visit, she probably
3: would. Right. And the other thing I want to say about that is the way you attract stuff is you claim it. So instead of saying, like, I can't tell you how many people, when I started talking to angels, said, well, I wish I could talk to angels. I wish I could talk to spirit guides and the wishing you will never get there. What I did is I made the claim. I hear them loudly and clearly. So what she needs to say is my mom visits me in my dreams and then that will happen because we create the room to walk into it.
1: Intent. You're intent. You want to get strong and pure and then it will happen. You know, you manifest. Your Your perception is your reality. It's always the truth. Um, let's see. Susan says, so I have always had a fear of aliens. I know all the, mediums that, all the mediums that are too. I cannot figure out why. I'm generally not scared of anything. Constantly trying to figure out why. Well, you know, fairly unknown because not many people do it or if they
3: do. They don't really talk about it. Do you want the wild story? Yes. <laughs> you have to ask. Okay. I don't know. i have been doing this for probably two years. And there was a woman that worked at the humane society that woke up one day and she was paralyzed from the chest down and she was in a wheelchair. And I went over to her house to a session and she had never met her father. Um, I think he and he was dead. And he was one of the four people I couldn't get a hold of. And every time I tried to get a hold of him, I got static. And I would see like this stream of liquid metal coming at me. Hmm. And he looked like, do you remember the terminator where there is a one guy that looked like liquid metal? Yep. That's yeah. what this guy looks like. And I saw that she had a metal plate in her back from him and that's what was making her sick and that's kind of where it left because I couldn't get in on him and he and I was I was pretty because he looked like he had some juice and then the next day I called up my kahuna and I'm like this is what's going on and she's like what the hell is wrong with you she goes you think you could just waltz in anywhere and do anything just because of your looks and <laughs> you know And she's like, you don't mess with the metal dimension. And I'm like. (laughs) The first I heard of that. honestly. And and so after that, she goes, you're lucky that you're like still walking around and not in a wheelchair like she is. And after that, I've always been more cautious going in because I think even though stuff is spiritual, I think you can physically get harmed by it um, with stuff like that. And so, my viewpoint on it is I don't look at stuff because I don't want it to attach to me. There's stuff out there, I don't have to have anything to do with it. I've got enough work without going after demons and stuff.
1: Yeah, <laughs> Jojo says, Try living in Louisiana where so many ghosts and spirits are everywhere. Yes, that is a highly haunted area. Well, she's you an, need
3: an To really put <laughs> shielding around yourself in a space like that,
1: yeah, because she. Oh.
3: And the thing to do every time I take a shower, I always go through my ritual, and I say, if anything's feeding on my energy, make it poisonous to them.
1: Yeah, we were talking about that too, about grounding, about shielding. And that clicks them off. And yeah, like when I when I ground and shield, and I and I can make you can do this. Everybody can do this. Okay, what's that for? Okay, just do this and rub, 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 rub. Okay, so everybody that's watching, I want you doing this. Pull your hands apart. And then slowly, right across from each other, and start pushing them in. And where do you have a resistance? Okay, this is your energy that you can create yourself. So some people like I can do it you do
0: without rubbing
1: way out here. Yeah. Some people can do it without that, but what you can do is you can take this energy and infuse yourself with it and envision it being the white light or a golden light and push it all the way through your body and all the way out. And you can do this in the shower is a great way to do it because you can envision the yeah. water coming down on you as a gold, you know, golden shower. shower. Don't go there with the comments, okay? But golden light is healing light, and that's why I like to use it. So <laughs> not any other kind of weird things, people. Do. <laughs> But, but you can use that energy. You can infuse it into yourself and, and push the negative out. But also when you do that, so now you, whatever you take out, you've got to replace. So that's why you're pushing this like energy it. in. So if you get an attachment removed from yourself, you've got to replace it with something. You can't leave a void because a void is going to do what? It's going to get filled with something, probably something you don't want. So you need to fill that space. You want to fill it with positive. You want to fill it with um, love, light, kindness, energy, whatever. But then when you're all done, just envisioning a bubble around you with some mirrors on it, facing out. So anything that comes at you will see itself, scare itself, and leave. Okay? Now, I was—that's that's my method of grounding and shielding, and that's what I do, and that's what I envision, and that's how I do it. When I was talking to you yesterday, Anne-Marie, you were saying what you do when you are binding, crossing a spirit over, you know, get, getting rid of one, the ones that don't want to go. You do that.
3: Explain what you do with the mirror in your binding. Okay. So if it's, this isn't with a ghost, this is with something that is non-human that's here. Other. Yes. You know, be it whatever energy. I put it in a circle of 360 degrees of mirrors facing inward with the white foam of perfect love. And then I put white light, like golden light around it and 360 degrees on the way out. And then I send it to its right and proper place, wherever that is. So it goes back to where it's supposed to be, whatever planet or plane or whatever it came from. And that way I don't have to look at like, oh, this belongs here and it's just done. And usually the foam they can't get out as fast.
1: Mm. Mm. and that and mirrors are mirrors are just powerful yeah in general the you know in in all aspects scrying. you know i mean it goes back ancient times you know everyone has used mirrors that's why mirrors are great visualizations mirrors are great deterrents um
3: protectors you know so people use them a lot Let's you see. brought up something else that i want to touch on um one of my big when i started my big pain, I had a lot of etheric cording to my family. And what I learned with Doreen's group was to cut those off. And that didn't change anything because they were rooted in my body and they just grew back. And what happened is somebody had the bright idea to pull them out by the roots and then, and heal them. That's why when you said seal stuff up, that's made me reminded and that got rid of them permanently.
1: Right. Yeah. Because a lot of people say, oh, we're going to have a cord cutting, you know, party. And and they do. And they, they'll cut the cords.
3: Yeah. It's like cutting the grass. They just grow back.
1: Exactly. <laughs> go the step further because you need to, to, to remove, not just cut. You need to remove those cords, those energy vampires, those things that are turning you into muck. Because I'll tell you, anybody that does Reiki or anything like that and they put hands near you, They'll feel that instantly, you know, whether it pushes you away or you just feel that sludge that you just immediately want to start grabbing it, pulling it and throwing it away. You know, because it is it is like a heavy ugh, sludge. I just don't even know the right words to. to
3: I trained with um, Eric twirl on the reconnection. But I don't practice it. But that's all about just holding your hands and feeling energy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because you can chiropractor you, that heals people that way. Yeah, what, where your chakras are at? What, what one's blocked? What needs, you know, what needs to be cleared? Um, all of that. He did Eric because he talks about it uh, reconnecting cords that we've got. It, it's an interesting thing. He he channeled a book from a. An, speaking of channeling, he channeled a book from an alien, and that's where he got this. And he was having all these like spontaneous healings and everything with it. And they studied it at the U of A. It was, it was viable. That's why I, I hold on to science. That's why I did it because they sci- studies, studied it for science.
1: <laughs> so your medical background has to come through. I know. I know. It's like, <laughs> please let me have facts. <laughs> right, right. Mama, you're being so quiet.
0: Uh, I'm a, no, I'm learning a lot. Trust me, I'm taking notes. <laughs> okay. What was the name of the gentleman you just said who wrote the book?
3: Eric Pearl. And he's going all over the world She's teaching, and he's very committed. He wants to have it used in hospitals. Yeah. And this is another thing, too. She said, I think my pup
1: really sees um, spirit. Her sister Coco, not so much. <laughs> I think she sees my mom. I definitely know for a fact that animals see spirits. And, yeah. uh, you know, so Lacey will see him walking around here, you know, she's watch her and she'll be following something going through. They'll be like looking, going, all right, what are you looking at? <laughs> you know, you know. <laughs> but were
3: you going to say something?
0: Last week's show.
3: Oh, yes.
0: When we were on the air last week, her dog started barking for no reason at all. And it wasn't until the end of it that her, her bob, <laughs> Who sent me love? By the way, not you. Okay. Who, who Bob uh, asked if they would if they had burned incense or something because there was a floral smell. There was a smell, and it's like, hello, Lacey, I already told you, people. He was there. She was there.
3: I know, I know. Lacey is so it quiet. Smells though, I used to always get uh, when somebody died of lung cancer from smoking. I would smell smoke, mm. cigarette smoke, and it's like, really, that's like what? It's I don't understand. Again, my science part is like, how do they get the molecules of smell in here? I wanted to address one dog seeing it and the other dog not seeing it. What happens is they we, they come with us on purpose and they like a job. If you don't give them a job, they create a job. So your one dog's job is to guard the house so he sees stuff. Your other dog's job might be to make you happy or to make you laugh, so he he's oblivious to it. <laughs> That's what's going on there?
0: Laurel and Hardy.
3: Yeah. See, so you, so you got a protector and you got an idiot. There you yeah, go. Really. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah. The longer I live, the more I respect the ones that are there to make us happy. You <laughs> really do. That's all,
1: that's, all, that's all. You can't take me totally serious all the time. Um, <laughs> Jody says, she's the poor thing. I, I love Jody, but th- those dogs are cute little tiny little things. Um, this one here, let's see. Uh, I took a course that covered cord pulling and healing and was one of the best things I learned to do for myself. Yeah. It's tough to do on yourself. I can just tell you that because of the fact that you can't get right. If it's on your back or on your shoulder blade, you can't really get to that. You really do need to kind of pull it and rip it. And it's really tough to do to yourself, Um, but to do for other people and you can teach them. If you're a
3: medium, that's an empath. I would really recommend Judith Orloff's book on um, this I think very sensitive people or I'm forgetting the book, but she's the last two or three books she's written has been how to be a highly sensitive intuitive. And like, she talks about us having problems with marriage and stuff because we can't handle somebody else being in our space because we feel it. And I know for me, like I have a hard time creating if I have somebody in my space. So Mm -hmm. that is something I would recommend She, you know, and she has like advice, like taking showers and things and and how to be able to live with somebody. It's really, it's, it should be a must. I really appreciate her work.
1: Cool. All right. Well, that's, you know, I have a bunch of books. That one I do not have in my library, I'll have to look into that one. Um, Because I, you know, I love my reading. Um, I wonder if Zoe, my cat, knew me, Gina, before, because she loves listening and watching her. Do you (laughs) think that's a possibility? Maybe.
3: Maybe. I also get that your voice is soothing to her. Aw. And kinda like catnip, it's um <laughs> you know, intoxicating. Catnip. That's the word she's using. It's intoxicating. <laughs> That's funny. Uh somebody you know, it's 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 you love it or
1: you hate it. That's what it is. It's the accent. I don't know. What
0: accent? I don't hear an accent.
1: <laughs> Thank you. I love you people. <laughs> Can you be my best friend. <laughs> we are. Uh, I know you are. But now we have a new one. <laughs> I've had jogs all my life. Because I
0: got 101 questions going through my mind for you, but you and I will have to sit down one day and talk. <laughs> Skype okay. conversation. Ula.
1: Well, you know, you can ask a couple of them now. Um, so all right. So, Dave says, I've had dogs all my life. I bill, a lot of them have kept me healthy. I believe they've taken illnesses from me. Um, yeah, we kind
3: of talked about that at the beginning. I'm so glad that you noticed that. There's a group called Habra, Human Animal Bond Research Initiative or something. And they're looking at medically how dogs keep people healthy and alive. And the results are amazing, like 40% less heart attacks, People are living longer. They all have pets. Uh, it's just, you know, with depression, with loneliness, with heart disease, with cancer, every single study they do, dogs help us extend our lives. I think we're meant to live with animals and not be separated from them.
0: What was the name of that book from Judith Orloff?
3: I think it's, I'll have to send it to you because it's. I think it's highly highly sensitive person or something like that. If you look up, um, go, it's probably on
1: Amazon. I'm trying. Yeah. I'm trying. Noble. Oh, okay. Because right, I was going to say, because usually they, you, know, you put in an author and it comes up the list of the books, and then you can just see what oh, they Don't think
0: of this one, Five Steps to Healing, Emotional, Physical, and Sexual Wellness.
1: No, that's not it. Not that one. No, but that could be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Again, another show. <laughs> it's great. 50 do a another weird question. This this just kind of popped into me Does it now if you talk to animals and say let's say there was a homicide and the animal witnessed it.
3: Can they the animal say who did it? If they know. Again, Perfect. when I look for lost dogs, like they're like, okay, I'm here, there's a tree, there's a bush. You know, if it's if it's a person they know, they would say the name. Um, if they saw it, they may be able to describe the person and tell what happened. So yeah, they can be, I, I don't work on murders. Cause I'm so, I mean, if somebody comes with a lost person and they've had a problem, I work with it, but I don't advertise. I just do, you know, psychic detective work. Cause yeah. that is really intense. And that, you know, um, those, cuz the other weird thing with that I don't know if you've dealt with any murders but anytime I have I can like there's this one guy that got murdered I could feel the guy that killed him on the listening to me on the phone like mm. I knew that he knew mm. it was the weirdest thing and it was so creepy yeah yeah um, the, you know talk about creepy energy the creepy energy of these people that murder people yeah. oh my god and it's always still on the person that was killed it's so creepy
1: yeah that's a low like i hear a lot of tones you're like a low tone, a medium tone, a high tone. Yeah. You know, So I'll hear a tone before a spirit enters the room. So oh, wow. I'll, if it's low, then I know I need to be on guard, you know, and the closer it gets to me, the more the little hairs on the back of my neck will stand up and everything too. It'll be that, that fight or flight is definitely activated. And like, I know I've got to be cautious and careful. If it's a medium or a higher tone, it's a really higher vibration. Yeah. I'm not so nervous. I know it's not yeah. anything that's not, not going to harm me, you know, but, yeah, we go into some of these locations, and um, there's bad energies. You know, we go into asylums, and we go into, you know, places like that. Yeah, I don't
3: think I can handle that. I know I couldn't handle that. I'd be
1: yeah. And, yeah, so you get, you get all the different energies. So, you, you know, you have to protect yourself to a certain degree, but enough that you don't block it out completely. Right,
3: right, and that's really hard sometimes. It is. It's practice,
1: you know, but um, but you can't be totally open when you
3: go these places either, you know,
1: because that negative thing will be like, oof, oof, you know, and come right on, you, you know, and they want to take you over because they want to continue that work because obviously that thing has not crossed over, right. <laughs> you know, and they're continuing doing what they loved and enjoyed in life, which is torturing people. Right. So, yeah, those things do go on and on and on and you know these locations that people go to like thinking oh it's just you know oh it's fun it's this is that it's like there's real situations going on
3: here so you know you really gotta hit that hard be impeccable in your procedures is what the the angels are saying yeah yeah (laughs) exactly there's no room Um, for air exactly
0: um, all right, hold on a second here. Just a quick one. Sharon says, and you were right, Zoe now fell fast asleep. <laughs> Zoe did what? Fell fast asleep. Fell fast asleep. Aww. You were sedative to her that she needed to sleep.
1: Aw, what a cutie. Colette is saying something here. I see. Could you ask her if she knows what's wrong with my one cat?
3: What's the cat's name?
1: Big boy. He's
3: saying he's not getting enough attention.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh we did too do too. Yeah, called Big boy, you can tell me what's around with him. He's
3: not getting enough attention from her. Has he is he really acting different lately? Call it, do you want to call in? Yeah, I probably have to do this on a call. Because it almost feels like somebody's spying on her through the cat. Call in, calling. <laughs>
1: And um, let's see. Yeah, yeah, call, in, call in. Yeah. That's the numbers right there, those are toll free numbers. You can call in, and um we'll put you through, and you could talk to her. Um, ask, and she can ask you questions, and then maybe you can figure out what's going on. So the same with anybody else. You know, if you want to call in and ask a question, right? So that's the number right there. Either one of those numbers, you can call.
0: And, and please um, don't forget to put your three, your area code, and at least the first three know, digits in, so we know who's. Yeah, but
1: if, if I see you come on here, I'll I'll know what you and I'll I'll click you right in, okay? Uh, in, the meantime, in the
2: meantime,
1: meantime, <laughs> the mansion in Winchington, Mass, that has a carriage house across the street, had a lot of different energies and super active. Sorry, I can't remember the name of it at the moment. Winchington, Winchington, Winchington. What was in Winchington? I just mailed the letters off to Winchington today. That's funny a bunch of pictures. My my late husband's sister lives there, and uh, she asked me if I had pictures of uh, her parents that passed away in fishing. And I'm like, yeah, I have them. And uh, I said, I don't know where they are. Lo well, and behold, first place I looked, found them. It's like, yeah. wow, found a whole bunch more. So and then I mailed them today. And she's, uh, and she's there like. There are no coincidences. I know. How weird <laughs> is that? But I can't think of the name of the mansion from in Winchington. I know that. Uh, well, hopefully
3: Colin is calling.
0: For
1: in, brain, but in.
3: She's bleeding from the mouth. Big boy is a she. She is bleeding from
0: his mouth.
1: Wait, Kala, are you going to call in? Call, call in. Just just call in. And I thought you she can.
0: said yes Yeah. previously, so we'll see. Yeah,
1: call in. Call, call, call. You can talk, you know, use your phone. <laughs> Dial the number. 713-955-0384 or 818-431-8214. Call in and I'll put you, um, you'll be right on the speaker, right? Live with us. Okay, here we go. All right, she's here. She's here. Call it. Hello. Yeah. Hi, you're on. Hi. How
3: are you? Good.
1: Good. All right. So have your conversation with Anne-Marie.
3: So the cat's name is Big Boy.
2: We have a cat and we call him Big Boy, and he's been acting really funny lately. And uh he's been bleeding like from the mouth or whatever.
1: How old is he? Oh, we just got of let you be yeah,
2: honest with you. I'm not absolutely sure because he's an indoor outdoor cat.
3: Okay, I'm getting between four and seven.
2: And I haven't seen him in the last couple of days, and I'm, and I'm really worried
3: now. Okay, you gave me a bunch of stuff. He was bleeding from the mouth, and now he's been gone?
1: Can you hear her? Colette? Hello? I don't know what's going on there. Colette, can you hear us? I don't know if we lost you. If you want to try to call back, if we if we lost you, and I show you still on here. Hmm. Well, I'm gonna I'm going to I'm going to cut. I'm going to cut you off, but call back. Maybe um I don't know what happened. I I don't know. That's never happened before, but. So, all right, so if big boy, big boy, is missing for a few days and bleeding.
3: Yeah, I don't get a good feeling on that. Well, could it be gums? Bleeding? Yeah,
1: I hung up your phone. Um, Call call back, call it. All right, that same number. And I'll put you through again because I don't know what happened. We couldn't hear you. So we need some more information to try to figure
3: out what I usually have to get I till I get a connection with them and then they start talking.
0: Well, it's like she was saying that uh, he's an indoor outdoor cat. Now I had a feral cat who would come up and sit on my back porch and she would let me scratch her. Hello. Thank you very much. I had a cat that I could scratch. Um, Mm -hmm. And she, she would come up, she would feed in the middle of winter when it was a blizzard or a, pouring rainstorms, she would come in the house and eat because I cannot feed the cat. Yeah. But then she would go right back out and do her thing. I had a little house for her so she would stay there for, for you know, during the winter and, and I know that she was safe and she had that spot. And just last summer she stopped coming around. So, Colette, do we have you back?
3: So she's gone.
1: Hi. No, we we'll got you back. Okay. All right. So
3: Ann had some questions for you. Okay. Okay, so I, I got the big boys between four and seven years old. Does that sound right? Yeah. And you haven't seen he was bleeding for the mouth, and then you haven't seen him for a couple of days. Yeah, since well,
2: two days. Yeah, I've, I haven't seen him for two days.
3: What I get is he's hiding under a porch or something. He's hide, like he's showing me where are you. What city? What
1: city are you in?
2: I live in, uh, in a small town called Wollop in
1: Can you say that again? Because it's kind of cutting out. It's a bad, con- bad, bad um, connection
2: for Wollop Wall- in Pennsylvania.
3: Okay. Because it feels like it might be cold, but it feels like he's under like a porch with Like, you know how houses have a porch and then you can go underneath the flooring of the porch. He doesn't bother you when he doesn't feel good.
2: Okay. But he's still alive. Can I ask a question? I don't understand where the blood's coming from, Well,
3: That's, it feels like he got in a fight. Okay. And got scratched up. You think it's more than that?
2: I don't know because, like I said, it comes from his mouth or whatever. And then it'll stop, and, it, and when he bleeds, it's like really, really heavy, isn't
1: it? But is he coughing up blood, <laughs> no. or is it a cuts in the actual mouth?
2: I don't know if there's a cut in his mouth, like up in his gums or whatever, because it'll come and go. Like it stopped, <laughs> wow, and then it came back again.
3: I would take him into the vet. 'Cause I just had a client that had a cat that had cancer underneath the underneath its tongue. And they can get um, you know, they can get mouth sores and, and cancer growths in their mouth more than you'd like to think. So I would I would take him in Is he feral that can you get him in into the vet?
2: Uh, yeah. It's my husband because unemployment
1: or whatever, and that's because right now he's laid off. That's a crazy time. Right, right. The virus is killing everybody. Like, uh, I had to take my, my dog, it had an issue, and I had to take her to the vet, and um, they wanted to do the follow-up, and they said, well, this is what we're doing, the follow-up. You know, like I was supposed to bring a little bag of poop and all that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. and, uh, but I ended up getting sick, so I canceled it. But they go, no, just park outside. A nurse will come out get the things or get the dog and bring the dog in and then bring okay. it back to you. So they'll come out and they'll get it. So you can still actually still go to the vet, but there are places that you can call um, like in mass, there was like tops at a division and there was a def- a few other places that if you don't have money for vets, that they'll do these things. I too. would at
3: least open his mouth and see where the blood is coming from. Oh Yeah. Yeah, because it could just just it could, r- if it's flowing. It feels like it could be a rupture of something. Yeah, I mean,
1: yeah, it could be. Okay. I mean, it could be disinfected gum. It could be just something. Yeah, but that, not
3: if it's flowing.
1: Yeah, it, if well, it's it, like
3: a tumor or something.
1: Say it ate a mouse. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. in, in a bone that's right. stuck in, in you know. Yeah, but she's mouth. saying
3: that it's happened. I don't know. Yeah, I mean. I
1: mean,
2: he'll, let me, he'll, he'll let us open his mouth and everything, and what does it? My me and my husband. I mean, he's very gentle or whatever for being an outside cat that comes in.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: I, w- I would have thought for sure, you know, he would have been like, wanting to try to bite or whatever, but he doesn't do any of that.
3: He loves you very much. Like, that's one of the big things <laughs> I get from him.
2: Well, I see, I have anxiety. Mm-hmm. And, that, and my aunt, my i not going to tell you, I'm not supposed to have the animals inside. My landlord don't want them. Mm-hmm. that's what they help me with my
3: anxiety they save us yeah you need to get an emotional support certification
1: i got one for my dog my dog can go everywhere Then they
3: have to let you have the cat yep 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 it's just a note from the doctor
1: yeah they're they're real easy to get too i mean
3: yeah for emotional
1: support and you need it the other ones but yeah, you can get it. it costs, I think it costs like 100 bucks, though, you know, um, to, to get it. But uh, but you can take no, that it anywhere. And uh, that, that, that's what I paid. <laughs> you know, but I, that was like a <laughs> while ago. And uh, and I was like, yeah, because I, I want to be able to take Lacey, you know, even in restaurants and whatnot, you know. So I had a real snooty, not going to say the word, um, person, you know, like, is that jogged? Is that a service dog? You know, I'm like, well, yes, she is. So I had to take the card out and put it on the thing. And they were just like, Ugh, you know what I mean? I'm like, God, you know, what's she yeah. going to do? You know, she's
3: not eating off your So the thing I get from him is he wants to be brave for you. And he came to protect you. So...
2: He does, believe
3: me. Yeah, he does. And he's good at that. But I, I think he's trying to maybe, like, if he's sick, he's not going to tell you. Or me, because he doesn't want to worry you.
2: That's probably
3: exactly what it does, too. Yeah, because that's what I get with him.
2: Well, I want to thank you very much.
3: Thank you. And Good luck with him. I'll okay, I'll so about. let me, Gina, before you go, hey. I'm ordering a part of myself that knows how to do it to put healing energy around Big Boy. I'm asking for anything that's causing bleeding, for it to be removed and replaced with white light and love and healing. I'm asking that that start now, that that go through all bodies, all space, and all time, and continue until complete. I'm assigning 100 psychic social workers and 100 universal law enforcement agents to make sure it's carried out to the folks the law and goes through all bodies, all space, and all time. Amen. There you go. Put some angels around both of you. You need them. Or I'll do it for you. <laughs> Putting angels around both of you. It's um, nice to talk to you, Gina. All right. All
2: right. Thank you, Paulette. Oh. Right. Bye. You guys all have a happy Easter night. Bye. Oh uh, you too. All
1: right. You too. Our our um social distancing Easter. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. This is so good. This is a first, you know.
3: Yeah, it is. I never thought it'd be like this.
1: I, no, never in a million years, but you know.
3: We'll live through it, you know. We will. Hopefully. hopefully. <laughs> god willing. And it's interesting too because we really, you know, we're here for free will, so God lets us do as much stuff as we want, and so it's really like, how afraid are we going to get? You know, this could get worse or it could get better. It's it's how we respond to it. Yeah, you know, I, don't, I mean, you know, I try to talk to the angels about it. I don't get a lot of like, sure, like, oh, this is going to end July first. They're not into that at all. They're like, well, it depends on what you guys do. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, you know. But it's not the time for fear. Between the terrorists the and, the, and the politicians and money and big pharma and, you know, all these things in the pot, you don't really
3: know what's going on,
1: you know? Um,
3: yeah. It's a, it's a, I, but I still, I believe... Subject. I believe the universe has our back. And I don't think it's a time to buy into like conspiracy theories right now. I think it's a time to... I don't know. I just, because I, I have clients calling me with conspiracy theories like all the time. And like, is this true? And it's like, no.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. We talked, we did. We talked about this yesterday too. We, I mean, I'm telling you, we touched on so many subjects. The 5G thing. It's not 5G. People. It's not 5G. It's not 5G.
0: Unless it's five grand or five genus, we're okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh God, the world couldn't handle five genus.
0: ten <laughs> <laughs> never knew. One street uh, continent. Let's go. Oh. We need <laughs> <laughs> Well, I right. personally think on we're going to just I'm just going to go quickly on this one on the coronavirus pandemic, whatever the hell you want to call it. I think this is Mother Nature giving us a time. Well, not even Mother Nature, Mother Earth 10, sending us all to our rooms because now she's healing. The Earth is healing. And I think as bad as it is, you have to find for me, I have to find the, the positive and everything. And our our Earth is healing. For all the the videos and and pictures that you see from from space that take pictures of this Earth, and all the stuff that you see going on the the canals in Venice are filling up with fish and dolphins and so. You know, I'm sorry, but as bad as it is, there's a good side to it.
3: Oh Did yeah, you have the pandas in China.
0: No. Is that the ones where they caught them doing it?
3: Yeah, they, they, they haven't had trying to get them to mate for 10 years, and now that everybody's out of the zoo, they're mating. <laughs> so that's
1: yep. what it is. They don't want to be under the microscope at all. There you go. I know. It's not. It's like, I, I ain't
0: going to have people watching me while I'm... This no. is not a panda porn. <laughs> but
3: yeah, when you were talking, the fairies are like, we can frolic in the fields for once.
0: Yes, they can. Yeah,
1: things Yeah, things can go out and have fun for a while. Yeah. Well, don't really
3: think. Uh, it hopefully, it makes some people realize how much we affect the world.
1: Yes. oh, I know, but we—the the world does need to heal. I mean, the ozone layer needs to heal, and trees need to grow, and you know, stop cutting things down—you know, faster than they can grow back up. Uh, anything else in here that we want to put up here? No. Um, yeah. Anyone else have any specific questions that they would like to um, know either about mm-hmm. their pets or maybe even a loved one? Oh, we got, only, we got 14 minutes left. Oh, you know what? Talk about your book. Yeah. Right? yeah. Um, what's it about? Where can be found? All that kind of stuff.
3: Okay. My book is Animal Lover, and it's one woman's fantastic journey to uncover the spiritual purpose of pets. And the way it came about is I was writing about just doing animal communication. And the woman that was editing said, you have to write about your background because this didn't just happen. And so when I looked at how I grew up on the farm and how I had cats, like I had a cat that met me the same time in the haymow every day during the week, but not on the weekend, you know, that I realized we were probably telepathic with each other. And I just didn't know it. Even like I milked cows all the way through grade school and high school, and I realized, like, I knew what the cows were thinking sometimes. and Get your cold hands off my teeth. <laughs> <laughs> why are you putting that machine on me? I don't like this. <laughs> hey, guys. But, you know, we, it just was a different thing. And so I've got stories about the farm and how I, I was closer to animals. And then I've got the five reasons why somebody would call an animal communicator and some of the, the more memorable cases I've had. And in the back, I've got uh, an excerpt where you can go in and like how to send your pet to heaven and how to you know get your dog to listen to you and things like that. I've got how to clear energy on a space and how to sanctify a space, all that stuff that people can do it for themselves so they can start to learn how to to cyclically do um, housekeeping. And
0: and can it be bought on Amazon?
3: Yes, on Amazon.
0: (laughs)
1: Housekeeping.
0: If, if I could teach my dog how to housekeeper, I'd be happy.
3: <laughs> my, <laughs> uh, you know, you know, happy. my dog? Mama, because Onyx. Onyx. How old? Three. I got Just two. My, three. Okay, he gave me two.
0: Oh, yeah.
3: I also get the physical age, but I get he might be a little bit well, he's mm-hmm. not used to being three yet. <laughs> a little bit yeah. not quite today. No. Um he's he a boy. has. He, he's he feels like he's not coordinated yet. Like his legs he's got more legs than he has. Oh yeah. He, so he's saying sometimes he doesn't mean to be clumsy but he is. So he apologizes when he knocks over the water and stuff. Um he try he tries to be a good boy. That's the first thing he's gonna leave.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> um,
3: but he feels like he could have more pizzazz than he does. He could be more suave. That's the word he's gonna use.
0: Because he's uh, waiting for his next grooming appointment at the spa.
3: Oh, oh.
0: Cause mom shaves him very badly.
1: <laughs> yeah. They <laughs> stick Lacey in the bathtub. <laughs> Funniest thing. But I was using the, the shaving thing, you know? And mm-hmm. the head bella.
0: If and- I disappear, I'm having power issues. I don't know if you okay. guys see that. So
1: okay. well. Don't
0: disappear. Don't go anywhere, mama. No. It's not Still me. Electricity. You know we're having a, we're having a freaking snowstorm here. so Just don't start with me. Anna. Where are you? I'm up in Quebec, Canada. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah snowing. So Canada me. and
1: Arizona. Arizona.
0: I awesome. move. I want to move down to Arizona. Dry heat. Hello. I
3: know dry but oh,
1: heat.
0: My hair. My hair won't frizz.
3: <laughs> I did when I go back to the Midwest. If it's so oppressive. The humidity compared to here. It's. it's mm-hmm. yeah.
1: I'll tell you what, Pennsylvania. I, I'm from Massachusetts, which is cold and snowy, and you know, kind of, you know, Bob used to call it the Antarctic. Oh. <laughs> and, and Mama's worse because she's up, you know. Higher mm-hmm. than I was, but here in Pennsylvania, it gets hot and sticky, and it's always moist. It's always raining.
0: It's like it's, it's so moist. That's yeah. why Mama,
1: she, you know. We should
0: move to Arizona and party in Jamaica. There you go. <laughs>
1: what do <laughs> we say? <laughs> what happens in Jamaica.
0: Stays in Jamaica. <laughs> Never mind Vegas, dude. Oh, that's so funny.
1: Yeah, yeah you gotta come in to, to Jamaica with us. We're gonna go to So do what it. do you guys do in
0: Jamaica? We had a guest on last week and she has um Sheila Price Brooks. She, thank you. Sheila Price Brooks and she has uh, oh god I can't think She's of the word. About well, thank you paralysis yeah and,
1: and you know and how to overcome it in spirituality and raising your vibrations and all those types of things so she's going to do workshops and stuff and she's going to oh, do it in Jamaica.
0: Well, she oh, wow. is in Jamaica. She lives in Jamaica. Yeah. So she's going to and we're all we're <laughs> getting a giant boat going go. over there. Hello.
3: Tell me about it. I haven't been and there. Children oh. are being
0: left in the hotel rooms. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So we were we were joking around with her too and we
0: were saying, Okay, well if we come down, what happens in Jamaica? Stays in
1: Jamaica. <laughs>
0: she mentioned white rum and I was okay. No problem.
1: <laughs> Jamaica's got like good rum. Yep, it's famous for it. Let's see. So that. the <laughs> the over here. What we have have We got nine minutes. Okay. Um oh. Well this is now that your pain is less in Louisiana from fibromyalgia. It was horrible and mass. Right. So so isn't it isn't it like um it's really hot. She said it was a
0: ninety today, I think,
1: right? Didn't you say it was Could ninety? Could you send some
0: up here to melt the snow, if please? It's,
3: if it's ninety here, it's not that bad.
1: Yeah, there uh, in Arizona, but in yeah.
3: Louisiana, isn't it more
1: okay. Louisiana?
3: Yeah. Well I can see fibromyalgia being better where it's not as humid. I don't know by the reason the other thing like, fibromyalgia is another one of those things that you might have something attached to you because that's one of the things I look at when I, when I kind of do my interview with people, when I talk to them, I'll feel like if they have a ghost and then it's like, well, do you have any autoimmune diseases? And fibromyalgia is one that comes up. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I believe it's like they take energy from you and then you don't have enough energy to run your body. So this other stuff starts happening.
1: Hmm. That's very interesting. Jojo, maybe you should, uh, it's muggy in the summer. Yeah. She says, um, maybe you should get in touch with Ann. Maybe, um, maybe there's something that can be
3: The very first year I did this, I had a client in Wisconsin that had rheumatoid arthritis and she was on 19 meds and she'd had it for 17 years. And with two sessions, I got her off everything. Now, she no, was ready to do it. I'm not going to say I can do that with everybody. She was ready yeah, no, to do it. Have
0: to be ready. But yeah.
3: I think that also happened for me, for me to see, because rheumatoid arthritis is one that goes into spontaneous remission, but it doesn't stay there. And she would call me every year and say, I'm still fine. So I think I was at a Burnbury.
1: Burn-
0: said, Burn- I think Burn- I was at Burnbury and I had a child detached.
1: Yeah, that and was a say. a haunted mansion. We did an event there and, and JoJo came with us and um that's when she got her her trigger prop dog she won and she slept with it <laughs> and, and had it on, you know, and, and kept going. Yeah. But um yeah, there was a lot of things that happened that we had there was many things happened during that that time there and so yeah. has your has your fibro been
0: worse since then? That's uh, a nice question
3: yeah well and the other thing is if you have a propensity for it somebody else new can come back and, and reactivate it again
1: she's very sensitive she's very right
3: and and i think i think people like they can see the light like if you're sensitive they can see your light and then they come and attach
1: yeah we did we did cross over one of the children there that was that was that time right jojo we um we crossed with the balloon we let we let the child go with the balloon in the of the room. um Goes off all the time in the house. Yeah. Oh, I bet down there it does. Yeah, she's got one of the uh, trigger prop basset um, hounds, I believe. Oh. Yeah, we make those. They're really cool. Um, you That's
0: another thing I gotta get.
1: It's a. I know, right? <laughs> it's a. It's a great tool for investigation and um, and to appease, you know, like children and stuff. Uh-huh. So children, if they're, you know, sometimes they might be afraid of a dog, but we make dogs, cats, you know. I have a fox.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah, I don't
0: know why. Okay, wait a <laughs> second. Is it Bob who makes them or you?
1: Yeah.
0: Bob. It's Bob. Bob. Okay, no, oh, Bob. To figure them. out how to make a butterfly.
1: <laughs> oh God! No, yeah, that, uh, you know, <laughs> something that you can put all the wiring. Okay, in.
0: So, I'll have the butterfly in the ghost box and a and a and a black cat as my trigger frog. <laughs> <laughs> now let's hit the lottery. But,
1: but the uh, but the cats and the dogs really work. I mean, they work yeah. because pick up the spirits of, of, you know, people like, say you have the at home and you bring it to a battlefield. You can put the battlefield out there. That could be the dog that the soldiers used and they'll interact with it. Right. Uh, and I did, uh, I put the fox in the battlefield in Gettysburg. And yeah, that got attention too. And I think maybe because they were trying to shoo it away, you know, thinking that it's a wild animal. Yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, so a good interaction that way. But say we go to Pennhurst and you put down a cat, down on the ground and he asked the child spirit to come over and pat it which was really you know it. one one child was petting this thing profusely the cat wouldn't stop and one of our guests actually yelled and said all right stop it you know, I'll go and it went dead I said well I said, geez you know that that poor child has just had you know the one good it might have had in a very long time right, right?
3: Taken away you.
1: by your actions, thinking that, you know, this is the nurse that might have come in and yelled at, you know, mm-hmm. crushed all their good activities or something like that. You know. I'm like, so now I want I really want you to apologize, you know, and tell that that child that it's okay to pet that cat again. But, you know, at the at that time it, the activity had stopped. Right.
3: She's not gonna do it again.
1: Yeah, she scared that poor child away. You know, so people got to be, you know, aware of what they what they say and do, too. Um, Yeah. What's he saying here? I feel a I'm sorry. I feel a heaviness, but the fibromyalgia was not bad. I still I still see and stuff, hear things, but there are so many spirits and ghosts in New Orleans. Right. No, I want to come down to Jojo so bad because i have not been to new orleans
3: i love new orleans new orleans is great
1: uh, i want to go to the plantations i want to investigate everywhere
3: <laughs> yeah it's one of the few towns that has a totally different you know like all the towns kind of look alike because we all have the same like chain restaurants and stuff but new orleans has its own feel you know it should yeah. stay there and they've got great food <laughs> but yeah they've got the and they've got the the cemeteries that are above ground. So, yeah, that plays into there being what goes. Well, the bodies wash away,
1: so that's why they have to be above ground. So, um, yeah, but a few times, Jess, and, and that's cool. Um, oh, geez, we're down to two minutes. Okay, we're down to two minutes. Um, again, all right, I want you people to, to get in touch with Anne. Can hot huh, let put that? Want to put that banner back up, Mama? With the the website. Um yep. You can get in touch with her there. You can find her book. Where was the Amazon? Barnes and Noble. Go through there. Um, oh, look at that kitty! Look at that kitty!
0: Now, don't you have a trigger cat that looks like that? Like uh the main Coon, isn't he?
1: Yeah. That's a big cat. Yeah, my daughter has a cat like that. Oh, my God. it It's his paws out like this. And I thought it was a lion. He's got cat. big claws. Yeah. And, yeah. Then, you know, the, but it looked like fingers almost with, with claws. Yikes. Uh, Jordan says, you can see the ghost in the cemetery at night once. Once in the day you saw one. Oh, well, you know what? I have gotten the most of my most impressive ever evidence, either auditory or visual, in the daytime. So, you know, we only go investigating at night because it's the majority of people are sleeping. It's a little less noise from other, you know. Oh,
0: oh, Can we <laughs> mute her?
1: I know, right?
0: That'll have a sexy man's voice. Hello, you've got
1: 60 seconds.
3: <laughs> <laughs> that would make it sound totally different.
0: Yeah, it would. <laughs>
3: Just leave it to Mama.
1: That's all I can say. It's all on Mama. But but thank you so much for for um thank you for having
3: me on. I've enjoyed oh, it. It was
0: fun it was yeah. and informative. Yeah. yeah. Do you have a, Are you on Facebook? Yes. Because <coughs> I didn't. Uh, I didn't get Facebook the link.
3: It's Actually, Rosella's way. Because I had that as my business before. R O S E Z E L L A S W A Y. And then Samson is on Instagram as Samson Speaks. He wears sunglasses and hats.
0: Oh,
1: man.
3: I'm going to be following Samson. <laughs> oh,
1: uh, Lacey has more outfits than I do, I swear to God.
3: <laughs> <laughs> he's got a bow tie and he's got a black vest. and oh, God.
1: Fairy outfits. And I have a fox costume. All her, all her uh, different things for Halloween. Plus, you know, she's got... 20 years and tales and stuff for Easter and everything. Lacey is just always. All right. Join us next week. We're going to have Cam. Uh, what's his name? <laughs> Cam Knight, we will have with us next week. And we are going to be discussing mind mapping. So that'll be interesting. And uh, thank you, Anne, again. Thank so you. All have a wonderful night, a wonderful week. Please. Please stay in, stay safe, wash your hands, keep away from people, be nice. Just be nice. Mm. And Uh, don't forget,
0: everybody, this show will be going up on Gina's YouTube account and to her audio platform as well once we're done. Right. So, So
1: mama gets to work.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, guys. All right. Bye, everybody.
2: Bye. Bye. Bye.